And it's always sad when I talk to adults and they don't have an imagination. If you don't have an imagination, how can you read the Word of God and see the things that are there? Not that God needs imagination, but can you picture the donkeys and the smells and the sounds and the dishes and the food and the lights and the lanterns and the smell? Just can you picture all that? That's part of your imagination, by the way. All right. We're going to talk about something that everybody needs in their life. Uh, let's start off with word prayer. We'll see where this goes. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, I just want to thank you for this day. Lord, I want to thank you for showing me in your word what we're supposed to talk about today. Lord, I ask that you lead us. Lord, that you guide us in Jesus' name. Amen. First thing, not every Christian gets to this point. But every Christian needs to get to this point. Okay? I want you to bear that in mind. Not everybody gets there, but everybody needs to be there. So what keeps us from getting there? And that's what we're going to talk about. Okay? We're in Mark chapter 9. Okay? And I'm going to do verse 1, and then mostly it's in down further is where the sermon is. And he said unto them, Mark chapter 1, verse 9. I mean, chapter 9, verse 1. I'm sorry. Mark 9, 1. And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that there will be some of them that stand here which shall not taste of death till they have seen the kingdom of heaven come with power. Okay? The kingdom of heaven can come with power in your life if you do, if you reach the point that I'm talking about. Most people have a hard time seeing the kingdom of heaven come with power because they've never reached the point that we're going to share with you this morning. Okay? Verse 6, I mean verse 2. And after six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John and leadeth him up into a high mountain apart by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. This is the Mount of Transfiguration. First of all, I want you to notice that not all the disciples went. Just Peter, James, and John. Okay? And he was transfigured before them. God changed before them. And when God changed before them, their lives were changed. Everybody knows God. We've asked Jesus to come into our lives. We are a Christian. Have you ever been to the mountain of transfiguration in your life? Have you ever been to the place that you see God for who God is? And you believe Him for who God is? See, there's, there's a change there, isn't there? There's a change from knowing God and He came into my life and saved my soul to knowing God and what God can do. To realize and understand the power of God. To realize and understand the power of God in your life. There has to be a transfiguration. You have to go from believing that he saved me from my sins to believing that he can because he's God. 
The more faith you have in God, the more belief you have in God, the greater things He can do in your life. Most of us just live our lives like this. We walk along, we get up in the morning, we go to work, we eat our lunch, we go to work, we finish our supper, we come home, and guess what? That's it. We don't see God doing anything in our lives. We may pray, we may read our Bible, but we don't see or experience God actually being God in our lives. We just use Him kind of as a sidebar. I ask Him into my life, I was saved, and that's it. God wants to do things in your life that you cannot even imagine or understand. In order to do those things, you have to understand that God is God. Okay? Now, he was transfigured before them. And his raiment became shiny, exceeding white as snow. So no fuller on earth could whiten them. This is better than anything that you can come up with. It's better than Clorox bleach. It's better than Briz. It's better than anything on whitening. His garment was so white that it, it almost blinded them. God was showing them who he was in reality. Jesus was saying, I am God. Looky here. Boom. And they saw the difference. They saw the difference of who they thought Jesus was and what? Who Jesus actually was. When that happens in your life, when that change takes place in your life, you will be amazed at how much more you depend upon God and how you see God and how you trust God. God, God has to be God if you're going to do anything. You can't just have him on the side burners going, well, I'm a Christian. So, what does that mean? That means I get up in the morning and I'm trusting God to be what God wants to be in my life that day. There was a point in my life that um, I lost, uh, I let my job go. And uh, every morning I would get up and I would say, okay, God, I'm depending on you to meet my family's needs today. I don't know how, I don't know why, and I don't know where, but I'm trusting you to meet my family's needs. You've put me in this position, and you've told me that if I would seek your face, you would honor what I'm doing. Okay? Day came along. I mean, this is, I'm just going to share a couple of stories. There's lots of stories in this year. One of the stories was that I, I woke up one morning and it was mine and Kim's anniversary. I didn't have any money in the bank at all. I mean, it was tight. I got up that morning and I said, Lord, I would really like to take Kim and do something for our anniversary, but you know our situation. What is your will today? No sooner did I get through praying than a guy called me up and he said, Hey, Roland. He said, a storm blew down a tree in my backyard last night. Would you mind cutting, coming over and cutting it up and stacking it up? So I took my axe and I took my saw and I went over to his house and I cut and I stacked and I cut and I stacked and I cut and I stacked. And when we started, I said, okay, I'll do it for 50 bucks. I got through, I worked all day long. I got through with it. I had two, almost two full cords of wood, 
felt good about myself. He walks out and said, man, you've done a wonderful job. Here's $150. Whoa, wait a minute. I only asked for 50. I know, but the Lord told me to give you the other. Okay? One morning I woke up. My phone bill was due. I didn't have any money to pay it. I knew my phone was going to be cut off by the end of the day. Friend calls me up and says, Hey, Roland, I'm going out of town for 10 days, and I need you to do something for the next 10 days. I said, Okay. He said, Well, come out to the farm, and I'll show you. So I went out to the farm, and he was raising ostriches and emus and long, long, longhorn cows. And he said, what you need to do is you need to go out here every day and collect the ostrich eggs. That's a whole, I could tell you all kinds of stories about me and the ostriches. He said, you also need to take the emu eggs and rotate them under the incubators so they'll hatch. He said, now I'm going to call you every day so that I can find out what's going on. Here's where your flesh comes in. My flesh is, don't tell him. Spirit of God said, tell him. I said, well, I appreciate the job, and I know it's going to last 10 days, but you're not going to be able to call me every day because my phone is going to be cut off today because I don't have the money to pay my bill. He just laughed. He said, oh, he said, I'm going to pay you half now and half later. Gave me $500. Okay? When? You, God transcends in your life and you see him as God, nothing becomes impossible. Nothing. You know that God can handle any situation. You know God can handle any need. You know God can come into your life and change it dramatically because you recognize him and realize him as God. He's no longer just, oh, he's, he's my savior. No, he is God Almighty. He's the Alpha and the Mega, the beginning and the end. He's the first and the last. He is God. And there ain't nothing impossible for Him to do in our lives if we depend on Him to do that. Now, there are some stipulations. It's done out of obedience. It's not done out of, oh, I want a million. No, that's, that's, that's genie talk. It's done out of coming to God and saying, God, what do you want me to do today? And God says, here's what I want you to do. You go out and you do it not expecting anything, but expecting God to do something because he's already given you commands for the day. Sometimes the command for the day is as simple as you need to buy a gallon of water and take it to your neighbor. You, you need to go and do something simple. It's never complicated. It's not hard to do. It's just a simple instruction that God wants you to do. And you go out and you do it, and lo and behold, in the process of doing that, little simple act, everything, everything comes into place, and you walk away going, Woo! God can do whatever God wants to do, regardless of what, where I'm at. God is so much bigger than I can imagine. And what happens is this. What happens is you start walking in an attitude of praise. And the more you walk in that attitude of praise, the more God's going to use you and teach you things because it's no longer, no longer focused on you. You're focused on what God 
can do. It gets better, okay? And in verse 4, And there appeared unto them Elias and Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. Now, I had a quick question that popped up in my head. How did they recognize Elisha and Moses? They didn't have photographs, but they knew who they were. I always thought that was interesting. I guess God told them. Anyway, Elijah and Moses appeared. And Peter said unto Jesus, Master, it's good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. So I want you to pay something close attention. When we are walking with God, when we realize God is God, our flesh, our flesh wants to do something. Our flesh comes running in and says, let's build a tabernacle. Let's build three temples up here on this rock. Let's, 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 let's. Listen to God. Squelch the flesh and listen to God. Your flesh always wants to do something to be recognized for. If they had built the three tabernacles, they would still be there today. People would be taking pilgrimages up on top of the mountain to worship at the tabernacles where Elijah, Moses, and Jesus was, right? It's not what God wanted. It's not what God wanted. Okay? He said he wished not what to say in verse 6 because he was so afraid. He was responding out of what? Fear. Your flesh responds in several ways. It responds in pride. It responds in boastfulness. It responds in fear. It responds in doubt. It, there's all kinds of ways that you can tell that your flesh is responding. His was responding out of what? Fear. Man, let's, oh, I, I, I've never seen nothing like this. Let's build temples. Verse 7. And there was a cloud that overshadowed him, and a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son. Hear him. When we walk with God, we need to realize that it's his beloved son, and we need to follow him. My morning devotional this morning was based off of taking the kids to the zoo. I used to work at the zoo. I used to work nights at the zoo. What that means is the kids would come in on Friday night. I would feed them pizza, and we would take the keys. to. The, they gave me the keys to all the animals in the zoo. I had every key to the zoo. And I would take the kids for a walk so that they could see the nocturnal animals actually being nocturnal. Have you ever gone by and the owl's asleep during the daytime? Well, he's a nocturnal. Raccoons aren't doing anything. Well, they're nocturnal. Okay? And, and they enjoyed it. But the one thing I noticed, there was always, always the kid that wanted to go see the elephants or wanted to go see the giraffes or wanted to go see the hippopotamus. And they wouldn't pay any attention to anything you were talking about until they saw the animal that they wanted to see. They missed all the other animals, all the other things going on because they wanted to see that one animal. When we walk with God, we need to take our eyes off what we want and put our eyes on what he wants. We will learn a lot more. In order to get the children's attention, 
and let them understand more what I was doing. I would take them down into the sailor of the, of the zoo, okay? And I would have them face me. And behind me were the hyenas. And I'd talk about the hyenas. And I would talk how they work as a pack of dogs. And I would say, and while we're here, I want you to picture dark Africa. Because little do you know, you were being snocked upon from behind. And I would growl. <laughs> and the lion had been standing there a the whole time. And he would jump against the cage and roar. roar. And those kids would almost pee all over themselves trying to get out of that room. <laughs> they weren't paying attention to where they were. Because they wanted to see what they wanted to see. They weren't listening to all the things around them. If you want to walk with God, walk with him. Don't run ahead. Don't lag behind. Walk right with him. Step by step, because he will show you things that you would miss otherwise. He, he will. He'll teach you things that you never knew, never thought about. I loved going to the zoo. And talking about the animals. Like I said, some kids just one was focused on the hippopotamus or focused on the elephants or focused on the giraffes or focused on the polar bears. But they weren't focused on all the other things that I was trying to teach them and show them. They'd spend the night. Saturday morning, I'd take them around and let them see all the animals being fed. Okay? That was what we did for the weekend. But even them being fed, they would get so caught up in this one that we might miss what's happening over here. Okay? They, 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 they might, might miss. There was a group that I took out one time. And um, we were in the rapture cage where the big rapture birds are. And I'm sitting there and I'm talking. And I hear drip, drip. Something's hitting my hat. And I tilt it forward, and I, I see drops of blood coming off my hat. I look up, and one of the eagles has captured a possum that apparently snuck in at night and was feasting, okay? We got so caught up in the possum and the owl, I mean in the eagle, that we overlooked the fact to feed the, to feed the wolves. We were late. Feeding the wolves was always an amazing thing when you took them out because they got to take meatballs and throw them over the fence and watch the wolves come in and get them. We missed that that morning because we were so busy watching the possum and the hawk. I mean, the eagle. The thing is, God has an agenda. God has a plan. God has timing. And if we're not careful, we will miss what he has in store for us. Because we get so caught up in all these little things. And he's over here trying to teach us and show us great and wonderful things of him being God. You need a mount of transfiguration. You need a time in your life that God shows you that he's God. Okay? Verse 8. And suddenly they had looked around about and they saw no man anymore save Jesus and only themselves. 
And as they came down from the mountain, he charged them that they should tell no man what things they had seen, till the Son of Men were raised from the dead. And they kept that saying within themselves, questioning one another what the rising of the dead should mean. When you walk with God and you know God's God, he's going to show you deep things. And the scriptures, he's going to show you deep things. He's going to bring deep things to mind. And you may not understand it at that point, but there will come a time that what he showed you will make sense. There will come a time that what he showed you, that verse, that scripture, that promise, will make sense to you. And you'll go, wow, wow, that's better than bread and peanut butter. Wow, that's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Wow, I never saw that before. Or wow, I can't, I, I, he told me, I didn't believe him. But man, is it good. Is it wonderful? Is it amazing? And you sit back and enjoy the glory of God because you've walked with God. Because you've seen Jesus transcend from being just Jesus to being what? God Almighty. Isn't that an amazing thing? Isn't that where you want to be? Now what keeps us from being there? What keeps us from being there is disobedience. What keeps us from being there is not being obedient to what God has said. Peter, James, and John could have said, "Nah, I don't want to go to the mountain. Man, it's a long walk. I don't want. I don't want to go up there today." They could have said that. They could have said, "Well, I'm going to stay around here with everybody else. We were telling good jokes, and I just want to stay around here and fellowship with them." They could have said that. But guess what? They obeyed the call of God and said, "Okay, Jesus wants to show us something." I'm going to give up what I want to do. I'm going to go follow him. So obedience is key. The second thing is to walk in amazement of what he can do. Realizing he's God and just sit there and be amazed all day long of what God can do. <laughs> we woke up this morning and it was cold last night. Frost all over amazed frost is pretty it really is pretty i like looking at frost i like it when the sun hits it and shines across and glitters like diamonds amazement walk in amazement of what god can do third thing don't let our flesh ruin what god's trying to do for us Keep our pride, keep ourselves in check. Fourth thing, when he shows us things, even if we don't understand it, take it to heart. Because it's going to become important to us later. He says he's going to rise from the dead. They questioned that until what? Until he rose from the dead. And then they fully understood it. They fully understood it. Everybody needs a mount of transfiguration. Not 
everybody will experience it. And they won't experience it because, first of all, they don't do what God tells them to do. Second of all, they put the cares of the world before it. Third of all, they, they're busy. Fourth of all, they don't want to take the time. Do these all sound familiar? I'm busy with my job. I'm busy with the house. I'm busy with the kids. I'm busy here. I'm busy there. If you're going to walk with God, it's going to take some time. It doesn't just happen. It takes some time. But the more you walk with Him, the better your daily life will become. Okay? It's just, it's just amazing what God can do. But you need a mountain, Mount Transfiguration where you see God and know who God is for real. I definitely, Father, Lord, I just want to thank you for this morning. Lord, I want to thank you for being here, for teaching us, for showing us. Lord, help us to find our Mount of Transfiguration. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.